0: Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast. This is a place of celebrating juicy, soulful living. And we are on our once a week on a Monday celebrating business that has people and planet as part of its DNA, proving, demonstrating in the marketplace that you can thrive, that you can be profitable and be people and planet centric. Oh, I'm always excited. Oh, just to say, welcome to Journey with us the rest of the time. The rest of the week, we often spend sharing, always aiming at the 10-minute mark. Inspiration, upliftment, mindful living, and Instagram is a great place to keep up-to-date alive, Lauren. Otherwise, today, without any further ado, I'm so excited to celebrate 100-kilometer foods This is a Canada-based food hub. Now, let me explain what I mean. It's really so stunning. This is all about local food distribution. Oh, so this is ensuring that now you've got business-to-business restaurants as well as consumers can benefit from local produced food. So whether it's farmers or whether it's actually food produced local to the Ontario area. So those are in Canada, definitely take a look at the website. You've got 100kmkilometerfoods.com. And if you're not, if you have friends, family, let them take a look, see if they're in sort of the catchment area. And if not, let this inspire the rest of us to look for local suppliers, buying local, supporting local seasonally. It really is phenomenal. So from supplying restaurants directly. So they are the direct link between farmers, food producers, and restaurants as well as now, yes, they are consumers because that all, their whole sort of like game plan, everything sort of changed with COVID. Um, but we will unwrap all of that from what I have gathered from my researching to celebrate these wonderful people in this organization. Because when you shop local, You are talking about an increase in revenue generated for the local community. They have grown now to have 143 local farmers, artisans, producers, partners within their network. It is so, so, so divine. And you are substantially reducing food kilometers because it really is absurd that just environmentally just on on every single level, it just makes sense to just eat and be able to sustain as much locally. And obviously, if there are certain limitations, you go further afield. But as much as possible, see what you can source and find locally. So you know me, I always love the story behind the story. And this is so, so divine. It goes back to Paul and Grace, who are the co-founders. So I've got a founding date of around 2007, 2008. So this is amazing. These people have grown. They've been around for over a decade. So originally in pharmaceutical sales, oh my God, I cannot begin to tell you how much I resonated with the story. So feeling like this total lack of alignment between their values and where they were working And getting to a point where they just decided to take a number of months off and went, as far as I understand, sort of like backpacking in Asia, six to seven months returned to Canada and then just felt like they couldn't return to their jobs. Um, I understand Paul to be like a social entrepreneur. He believes about business serving a greater purpose, contributing to solutions in this world. Oh my God, like so speaks my language. And they took this leap. They took a leap to leave their jobs, to give up their apartment. They actually moved in to Grace's parents. And yeah, like I so, so get that and feeling like they wanted to find work that was more in alignment with their values. Oh my Lord, because that was the whole thing of starting this podcast was, it was always busy and there's never going to be a great time, but I felt like energetically, I just wanted to put myself in the space where I was researching and honoring. And by recording a podcast that I was giving voice and by posting it and publishing it in On an international platform that I just was putting myself in the resonance of this mindset of these people and this mission that I want to serve and be part of and contribute to a more people planet centric future. So I so get that. And it was feeling really difficult initially to actually find this. And they also had resonance with green and sustainability and farming. And they were going to events and going to discussions. And it all kind of the kind of turning point and the kind of birthplace was attending a discussion called the politics of local food. There were farmers, there were restaurants and this whole discussion was how the farmers were saying they'd love to be able to supply direct a restaurant and the restaurants were like, oh my God, it would be amazing to be able to interact and get the, not go through all these middlemen and be able to access the food direct and be able to shorten, like have that time from when it's harvested to landing up at the restaurant Reduce that time frame, but neither of them had the time or the expertise or the ability to sort of make this happen. And Paul and Grace looked at each other and like, maybe here is an opportunity, you know, and that's where it started and reaching out to some local restaurants, to farmers, finding out if there would be interest and starting out in the early days with literally like Excel spreadsheet and putting together Working B2B, letting the restaurants know like what was available, starting with a core number of clients and they would be the ones coordinating then and then working with the farms so that, for example, this order would come in, the farm would pick. So they're literally picking to order so there's no food waste in the morning. It would be collected in the afternoon to be delivered to the restaurant by the next morning. So we're talking that in less than 24 hours from harvesting. So, so, so divine. And that has just been the growth and kind of the inception. And I do, I really wish them the greatest of growth and success and may others be inspired to follow this model and all of us because Yeah. Just to ask the questions and do what you can just find out locally. There are, I mean, I'm part of a box scheme that is a network, you know, which has grown over the years as well. It was originally like one farm, then it grew to represent other products and to get local stuff. So we all can, no matter the scale, just see what we can do and see what's possible. And so, so divine. So that was inception and that has been the growth. And Early days, I think it was already around 2012 that they did their B Corp certification. So inspiring. And to have maintained that, ah, oh, it just like warms my heart. I can't even begin to put the words. And seeing on their YouTube, there are, there's a series called The Producers, Meet Our Producers, all around the transparency. I mean, hearing the story of some of these farmers talking about how 100 kilometer foods are making it possible for them to exist because of this direct supply. And it's so divine just hearing from the restaurants feel like 100 kilometer foods are representing them for getting good products and produce. The farmers feel like 100 kilometer foods are representing them for getting them good and fair pricing in the, with the restaurants. Oh. And then when COVID hit, like literally, can you imagine the announcement of restaurants closing? 100 kilometer foods, like overnight, like just everything dried up. And it always wanted to look at having a retail face, more supply and direct to consumers, but there'd never been sort of time for that. And now this was the perfect time. And in this, oh, chaos and existential crisis as shared in some of the, pots that I read of scrambling and now needing to actually pivot and dealing with like a totally new animal now because they were dealing B2B and now they were interfacing direct with the end user and kind of scrambling to make it all happen and now on their website both of those are up and running as options so divine if you do as a consumer they've got a whole foodies rewards program you get some sort of rewards even just for opening your account they explain to you there's a video explaining The whole like sign-up process and how you get rewards and how you redeem them. (coughs) Oh my god, excuse me. I'm so excited. I'm not breathing properly. Um, and so stunning to see things around their standards and who they work with, looking at community benefit, asking things like: Does this product, does this supplier, does this partner behave in a way that regenerates the local community? Is there fair pay? Is there commitment to the environment. Are they looking at growth practices, packaging? What are they doing in terms of their packaging environmentally? Um, looking off, asking all these questions, insisting on transparency, wanting to know where your food comes from. And obviously, with limitations on local supply, there is something that they do call further afield where They will look to source items that just are not grown or cannot be grown within that local radius and it's so divine because it always is this focus on transparency and my gorgeous fine people we are reaching our 10 minute mark I'm so excited and thrilled to have shared the little bit more of the gorgeousness that is the making of and the growth of 100 kilometer foods I wish you fine folks and your team the absolute may you continue to inspire may you continue to grow oh, and just be be the change that this planet so 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 craves and deserves and needs so on this glorious magnificent note i'm going to leave you fine folks until we meet again